We've already covered the top trade targets New Orleans Pelicans should be looking at, but with the trade deadline a month away and the trade rumors starting to heat up, let's look at even more trade targets for the Pels, including Gary Trent Jr., Kyle Kuzma, Jakob Pertl. It's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go! You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday final show of the week. It is game day for the Pelicans but we're going to look at some trade targets. Kyle Kuzma, Gary Trent Jr., Jakob Pertl, and maybe a few others in there too, as the trade deadline is sneaking right up on us. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, coming to you like no one else is, breaking down the biggest stories, the topics you want to hear about this Pelicans team, completely free Monday through Friday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, number one thing you can do comment down below. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. So we'll get into the trade targets here in a second, but I want to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday that made me laugh. I'm out in California, Los Angeles for work. After a couple of meetings throughout the day, I went for a walk around UCLA's campus. And I wore my Not On Herb shirt from Pro Pels, Tonk Brute Crew Media, Friends of the Show. And I love this shirt. I wear it around in New Orleans all the time. It's always fun to see Pels fans come up to me and say, like, go Pels, or like, Not On Herb, and everyone loves it. And as I'm walking around UCLA, I'm seeing a lot of people stare at the shirt. They're looking, like, right at the shirt with, like, faces on. And I'm a little confused because I'm thinking there can't be this many Pelicans fans here on UCLA's campus as I'm walking around and in the neighborhood. And it kind of dawns on me that not on Herb in Los Angeles has a very different meaning than it does in New Orleans. And that I'm basically just saying, hey, look at how uncool I am to everyone that was seeing me. And I just started kind of laughing there. It's just a very different meaning in a very different city where in New Orleans, Everyone loves the not on Herb shirt and in another part of the world, maybe, maybe not so much. Something that just made me laugh. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm really unhip here. So anyway, let's get into the trade talk out of my unbelievably embarrassing story here. So three more trade targets for you. Three trades for New Orleans. Let's start with one that was really big time requested after the last show that I did. And that's Gary Trent Jr. of the Toronto Raptors. We don't know if Toronto is going to want to tank and rebuild or what they're trying to do, but that team isn't good right now. They're actually really struggling. They're out of the play-in tournament at 18 and 23. And Gary Trent Jr. is a guy on an expiring deal. It's technically this year and one other year, but next year he has a player option. If they're this bad with this roster, do you want to re-sign Gary Trent Jr. to that roster at $20-plus million? And it seems almost assuredly that he will opt out of that deal and look to get a new contract in free agency. It pays him $18.785 million next season. He's making $17.5 this year. 
think New Orleans for the right guy would be open to paying that money, even though it does mean you're going to be heading deep into the luxury tax. You need to be careful with trading for him right now and sending out the right kind of salary so that this doesn't push you over into the luxury tax this year. A number of the guys we're going to look at, all of the guys actually we're going to look at today, are going to need a new contract, and that's something to keep in mind. It maybe prevents New Orleans from really trying to make a move. But Gary Trent Jr., if you're looking for kind of a spark plug off the bench, a microwave score, he can definitely do it. 18.5 points per game this season. He's shooting 36.7% from three, but that's down from 38.3% for Toronto last year. He can just go out and score and in general is very reliable at that he can do it on volume two over seven attempts per game and he's a career 38 and a half percent shooter from three he'll also give you a couple of rebounds maybe an assist or so and he's good enough defensively without being you know good on that side he's probably adequate there if anything decent size at the guard position at six foot five you know he can play small forward a little bit too but starts to get undersized there you like what you get from him which is just gonna be scoring and I think when you look at him this is something that's gonna be really important particularly with the other couple of guys that we're gonna talk about in today's show he doesn't mind coming off of the bench this is a guy who kind of embraced being a bench player, a role player for the right team. And that's probably what he would do here in New Orleans. I don't see him slotting into the starting lineup when this team is fully healthy. I think they'd prefer him to come off of the bench and essentially maybe just replace those minutes for Dyson Daniels and give you much more scoring there. Uh, not Dyson Daniels, sorry, Devontae Grant, who would probably need to go out in a trade for him. You pair him and Dyson Daniels in the backcourt, and I think you could have something there that you could really build upon next year, too. But you have to be very certain that Gary Trent Jr. is the guy that's going to go out and get you that championship or push you into making the conference finals because he's going to make 20 plus million dollars next season. Volume shooter like that that can score and that doesn't mind coming off of the bench. That's a guy that's going to be in demand. He started about half of his games in the NBA. So he's a guy that can kind of embrace any any role here, I think. And I, that's a guy that's worth having. Those guys that are kind of team first, that's important to look at. And when we talk about maybe Kyle Kuzma next, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case for him, as good of a player as he is right now. Is he going to embrace a role off the bench? And we'll talk about that. But Gary Trent Jr. certainly would do that. He's a guy I think that would fit. You know, Toronto's going to ask for a lot of picks. They also, you might need to kind of throw an overwhelming number of picks at them to convince them to start rebuilding because that doesn't seem to be their way. That doesn't seem to be the MO and what they would like to do. So you're going to have to be really convincing with the amount of first round picks. Or they can then use those first round picks not to rebuild, but to go trade for another star and try and make it work. Asim uh, Ujiri is very good at retooling on the fly and bringing their type of guys in. So I think they could do that. And if you throw enough picks at them, they, they'll definitely trade you Gary Trent Jr., whether or not they're trying to win this year or not. So I think he should be a top trade target for the New Orleans Pelicans. But what about a guy that we just saw that scored very well against New Orleans, Kyle Kuzma? 
Let's look at him coming up next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. A small business owner or a hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. You don't want to have those open positions. It puts more stress on your other employees. What if they quit too and now you have two openings or more because of the stress that you put them under? Fill the job fast with the right candidate. Get your business going. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that by quickly attracting qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data. They use insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. And LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all in one platform. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs into a number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competition. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans team. There's going to be a lot of trade target uh, trade target talk, trade deadline talk in the future here as we're heading right towards it less than <laughs> a month away right now. And now if you're a second listen, go check out Locked On NBA. I'm on there every Wednesday breaking down the biggest stories around the entirety of the association. You want to catch up on what you need to know? about the NBA as a whole, go check out Locked On NBA, especially on Wednesdays. It's our national show. It does really well. Go listen to Locked On NBA, particularly on Wednesdays. So let's continue the trade target talk here, looking at guys that would make sense for New Orleans to go after. As I've talked about yesterday and in shows before, I think New Orleans could use another score. Yes, they lost that game to the Boston Celtics, when scoring was a problem, but when you don't have Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, of course, that's going to be the case. But I think the defense, frankly, has been very good all season long. I don't know if they necessarily need to do a ton to try and upgrade that. The offense we've seen at times really try and get it going, but they can't, and it kind of grinds to a halt. They needed to get some buckets to try and beat Boston. They couldn't. There have been times when Zion's on the court and they struggle to get buckets because teams are doubling him. So why not add another score to this team to try and alleviate that a little bit, particularly because who knows when these guys are coming back? Do you trust Zion to stay healthy for a whole season? For Brandon Ingram to stay healthy for a whole season? I think that's a bit of an open question. There are a lot of missed games. I'm not saying that you need him to play all 82 or anything like that, but a little bit of insurance wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing, and that's something that I do think the Pelicans should look at. Maybe it is time to kind of go and get that sixth man that can really help you with some of the bench scoring and give you a little bit more consistency on a night-to-night basis. So... Another player that would fit that role is Kyle Kuzma from the Washington Wizards. This is like bringing the Anthony Davis trade full circle, right? You remember when they were negotiating with the Lakers, they were like, oh, we love Kyle Kuzma. They didn't love Kyle Kuzma. But we love Kyle Kuzma, so if you're not throwing him in the deal, you're going to need to put in more picks, other things like that. And it worked. And they got kind of the boatload. You know, that's a haul, folks, from the Lakers because of that self claimed love of Kyle Kuzma, that leak of all of that, and it gave them a lot more leverage. And then Kuzma was eventually traded away to the Washington Wizards. 
So, he's good now. He wasn't good back then. He showed some promise back then, but he's become really, really good after kind of like two down years, one mediocre year last year with the Washington Wizards. This year, he's averaging 21.3 points per game. He is just a flat-out scorer. Dude can go and get you some buckets and rebounds and assists. 7.4 rebounds, 3.8 assists. For his career, he's averaging 16.2 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists. He's not great defensively. He's not atrocious defensively. And it's a guy that can just give you buckets. You need a guy that can kind of take over a lineup and go out and score. He can definitely do that. The the biggest issue with him, there's two things. First and foremost, he's not a great three-point shooter. 33.7% from deep this year, 34% last year. It's not good. Career 34% shooter from deep, but he does take a number of attempts. Volume can be good there. And secondly, would he come off the bench? Is that a role that he would really want to accept? And I'm not sure. I think this is a guy that might want to kind of be the star and lead a team. And if he's not going to do that, he started all the games he played for the Wizards last year, Started has started every game he's played for the Wizards this year too. You know, if he's not going to come off of the bench and not accept that role, it's going to create a problem if you have to re-sign him or want to re-sign him or try to re-sign him after this season. He's got a player option. He's only going to cost you $13 million this year. It's a player option for $13 million next season. But you better believe that he's going to opt out of that and he's going to be looking for 20 plus million dollars. And given the scoring that he's had this year, he might get it. That worries me. If you go, okay, you're going to come off the bench, we'll give you 20 million, or there's another team that's saying, you'll be a starter and here's 20 million. Which one might he choose? <coughs> I'm not certain that he would choose New Orleans. And so the difficulty in re signing him for the future, especially because you would need to give up at least two first round picks for him worries me. I think you can sign Gary Trent Jr. I think you get him bought into that role, given that he's spoken openly about liking coming off the bench and the role that he's played. But if that's not going to happen with Kyle Kuzma, that's a guy that they probably need to really consider staying away from. Otherwise, I think he makes a ton of sense, like a ton of sense. He's only 27, be 28 next year. He's a guy that is young and still fits the timeline, gives you some established presence on here. A guy that we've seen take over games and lead teams, not too very many wins, but he's capable of doing it in terms of scoring. So this is a guy that I do feel would make a lot of sense here in New Orleans, and that really does fit a lot of what they're trying to do. But the ability to re-sign him worries me. You don't want to give up two, three draft picks, plus whatever players you have to give up, right? And then all of a sudden, he walks in a year. Gary Trent Jr. is easier to re-sign. Kyle Kuzma, not so much because I don't see him as a starter on this team, even with the scoring that he provides. I think you need him off the bench, and he'll still get a lot of minutes, and maybe he closes games at times. But I don't see him being a starter. And if he's not going to accept that role, that presents a very, very big problem. All the trades, by the way, that we're looking at today, the one that we just talked about with Gary Trent Jr., you're looking at including some combination of Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, maybe Garrett Temple in there to make the salaries work, rather than, and you could include Kyra Lewis Jr. in any of these deals too, even though I actually kind of want to see him play more here in New Orleans and see what he's capable of showing, because there's been a few flashes or two where it's like, oh yeah, that's the potential that he's had, and why New Orleans drafted him where they did. I... 
I think you can glue that guy in there, but you're trying to make do with picks and you're trying to make that the reason that these teams are trading these players to you. And the salaries for the most part work out. Kyle Kuzma, you might be able to save a little bit of money. Gary Trent Jr., you might be pushing the luxury tax this year, so you might need to make another deal that then ducks you under the luxury tax because you don't want that clock to start ticking because if you do make one of these trades and you're looking to resign the guy, which assuredly they are, you're going to be in the luxury tax next year. So you have to factor all of that in in mind when trying to talk about guys that the Pelicans could be targeting. But let's look at one other one here, different position than a scoring guard off the bench and one that maybe complicates the trade deadline for New Orleans, but in a good way and makes you look at multiple deals. And that's Jakob Pertl from the San Antonio Spurs, along with another player that he could be packaged with. Let's look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Whether it's the pro football playoffs, the NBA, they've got it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. So it's the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today. You can also get there on your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening right now over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday like no one else is coming to you, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Might need to do a show on Brandon Ingram's injury, too. We'll look at that maybe next week, or hopefully he's going to be playing. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. You talk about LinkedIn, getting the right person for the job. Hiring him years ago for Locked On was like the best decision Locked On's ever made. Ross Jackson, break down everything black and gold. More picks, ideally, for Sean Payton in any sort of trade. He's covering it all and what they're going to do for the QB situation. Go check out Locked on Saints as your second listen. Okay, today we are talking about trade targets for the New Orleans Pelicans. Are they going to make a move? Might they not make a move? Who knows yet? I, I think they also could stand pat. You know, there's there's an argument to be said. Again, you've been competitive in all of these games for the most part, and you're missing Zion and Brandon Ingram. That's a good sign. If they were playing, do you win that game against the Boston Celtics? And I think there's a good chance of it. But also, more help is never a bad thing. Boston went to the finals. They have a very good team, and they looked and traded for Malcolm Brogdon this past offseason to give them another bucket getter, a guy that can kind of come in and really provide a lot of stability on that second unit. It's not a bad approach. They look really good this year, and Malcolm Brogdon is a big reason why. So, if New Orleans is looking to do that, we've given you a couple of names in this show and in a previous show, but here's a different way to look at it. One of the other areas that people have really wanted to upgrade is at center, and ideally bringing in like a shot blocker, rim protector, something along those lines. And while I think Jonas Valanciunas is underrated as a center, offensively and defensively too. Sure, let's say you want to look to upgrade there. What about Jakob Pertl from the San Antonio Spurs? Their starting center, their big man, who frankly is going to be one of the more coveted guys, I think, at the NBA trade deadline. He is just a solid, reliable, two-way center. There's a guy who's averaging 12.1 points per game this season. 
um, doesn't shoot threes really or anything like that, but has given you nine and a half boards, three assists, getting you almost a steal per game and over a block per game. He doesn't get a ton of like, he doesn't swat a ton of shots, things like that, but he's a rim protector and a rim deterrent and guys really don't want to go at him. Solid rebounder, can score efficiently. Those are real big things that I think could be really useful for New Orleans. And if you trade for him without moving Jonas Valanciunas in that same deal, it does free you up to trade Jonas Valanciunas elsewhere. Could you swap Jonas Valanciunas for Gary Trent Jr. then? And all of a sudden, this team looks very, very different, but you're looking at maybe a little bit more depth or kind of some holes being plugged. And I think that's something that New Orleans could do. Or could you trade for Josh Richardson alongside Jakob Pertl and bring in another scoring two guard that kind of helps you with some of that instant microwave offense off the bench while also giving you the center that you really kind of want? So there's a couple of issues with this. First and foremost, Jakob Pertl is all the guys we've been talking about. Expiring contract this year. You're going to have to re-sign him. He's going to want a big-time contract. New Orleans, if they traded for him, would probably try and do the extension early if they can. That, I think, it would be smart. He fits. He fits. He's just a defensive anchor down low that doesn't need to do much other than be a pick-and-roll big man and finish things at the rim. He does lack three-point shooting. I think we've seen with Jonas that is a very useful skill to have, particularly with Zion Williamson out there on the court. But Zion was able to score you know, with Steven Adams around and other guys around. So I don't think it's the biggest deal if the starting center is lacking that. But not a bad thing. You know, it allows you then to free up Jonas Valanciunas and trade him. So you have to make more moves coming from this. So if you're unable to do that, though, is Jakob Pertl going to be okay coming off the bench? And I'm not sure. Does that make it difficult to re-sign him? And I think that it definitely does. So you've got to look at it from that aspect and that angle, too. He's also going to cost you more because I don't know if the San Antonio Spurs want to trade him to a divisional rival team. That could be a very big problem as well. So you're going to need to throw a lot of picks there. This also might be one of those situations where you are looking at having to like get in a bidding war with another team, which is going to drive the price up as well. But if you want more defense, and that's not necessarily a bad thing for the Pelicans, Jakob Pertl fits the bill. He's a guy that really would fit here, I think. Just be a pick-and-roll big, trying to move downhill like that, play defense, give the Pelicans a little bit more rim protection than they have. Though, again, the defense has been consistently ranked right around six all year long. I don't necessarily know if they need that sort of thing. But I like him a lot as a player. He's going to be expensive to re-sign. You're looking at paying the luxury tax next season. But if you could do a, you know, a three-team trade where... Jakob Pertl comes in, Gary Trent Jr. comes in, Valanciunas goes out, and whatever it is you need to send out for Pertl goes out because the Spurs are trying to tank. They don't care about players at that point. Your team looks really good. You have your starting center still that maybe you like a little bit more and another scoring guy off the bench in Gary Trent Jr. who I think should be a top trade target for New Orleans. There is one other big concern about this, big being the optimal word here, pun intended. We've seen... Willie Green liked to close with Larry Nance Jr., a more mobile center, less of a rim protector. Pearl can play on the perimeter too, not probably as well as Larry Nance Jr. does. Does that mean that if you're trading for this guy, extending him again, as they've done for all the centers here, and the coach doesn't play him in crunch time, and is that a problem? It might be. 
It might be. It might not be either. It's worked with Larry Nance Jr. so far, but if you're kind of committing these resources for this type of player, you would hope that he would be out there on the court. Something to consider with all of these moves. And let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. Do you like any of these trades? Is there another trade target you have in mind? Because trust me, we'll be doing more shows like this in the lead up to the NBA's trade deadline. Gary Trent Jr., Kyle Kuzma, Jakob Pertl, someone else, or make no move. That's okay, too. Let me know in the comments down below on YouTube. And that's going to do it for this episode of, of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. That's going to do it for the week of Locked On Pelicans, too. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully, the Pelicans can get a win. Keep kind of playing 500 on this road trip would certainly be a good thing. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Monday.